Hello and welcome back to episode 4 of the Rather Breakfield Show. I am your host, Rather Breakfield. Obviously, if you don't, if you don't know that by now, then I guess you haven't listened to all the other three episodes. <clears throat> Hope everyone's having a, a great Friday. Looking forward to a great Labor Day weekend. Should be a fun holiday weekend. Lots of fun college football games this weekend. If you're a betting man like me, I went uh, so far 2 for 4 on the night. Um, New Mexico State fucked me. Purdue fucked me. Terrible play calling by Jeff Brown tonight. That was, I don't know what his deal was, but he just was not in the mood to waste clock and try to win the game, I guess. I'm still waiting on that Fresno State Cal Poly over to hopefully hit so that I can go 3-5 and five on the day and feel like I accomplished something and not feel like such a loser, you know? But another news that's been going on this week in the world. I don't know if uh, you watched the Aaron Rodgers appearance on the Joe Rogan experience, um, but he was talking about all the stuff that he uh, had happened with him with COVID and whatnot. And he also mentioned that he has played an NFL game off of Percocets, which is pretty funny. But it was kind of crazy to the interview, like how the NFL was basically almost blackballing any guy that wouldn't get the shot last year, which it, it like. My personal stance, I think it's ridiculous with the whole COVID and needing a shot, especially after just a couple of weeks ago, COVID's like not even a big deal anymore. I can't even remember. The CDC released a bunch of stuff basically saying that it's not important anymore. Don't need to worry about it. But just to hear where the NFL was last year and just to think about where, where we were as a country last year is crazy over something so so stupid in my opinion. And also, I don't know if, anyone, if you guys watched, speaking of that uh, Purdue game, that was uh, quite a miserable experience to watch there at the end. It was a really good game, but Jeff Brom, the head coach of Purdue, he just could not make up his mind what he was doing with the play calling. I mean, some of it made sense. It was like it was basically like me playing NCAA football 14, just fucking throwing the ball just to throw the ball because it's fun. And it just It's fun to put up points. Didn't eat any of the clock away. Probably going to haunt him for the rest of his life. I mean, probably will. I'm sure this has happened before, but the play calling was horrible. I don't understand that not trying to drain out some clock or even just anything. The passes weren't working. The, the run game wasn't working either, though. Something about Big Ten coaches, they're just pretty stupid, apparently. Then the West Virginia pit game, the backyard brawl was renewed after 11 years of not being played, and that was a hell of a game. So electric from start to finish. It was quite quite the game. Once the pit got that pick six, I mean, JT, over, well, he didn't overthrow it. Went right through receiver's hands. Guy intercepted it. And then he fucking runs it for a touchdown, and nobody touched him. Nobody touched him the whole time. Ridiculous, insane, crazy. I can't believe it. But the biggest bonehead play of the game was head coach of West Virginia. His name's Neil Brown, deciding not to go forward on fourth and inches and instead elect- electing to punt. What? 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 Fourth and inches. When you have the momentum, you have the lead. To put your rival away, and you punt it. It's fucking ridiculous. Stupid. That That's what changed the game right there. It's just crazy what we've been seeing in these big games. Scott Frost blew it for Nebraska last weekend. Neil Brown blew it for West Virginia tonight. Jeff Brown probably blew it for Purdue tonight. It's just, it's ridiculous. You're supposed to be a head coach, and you're just a freaking idiot, I guess. Going back to the NFL, Harold Landry, he's starting... A bit of linebacker, I believe, is his official position for the 
Tennessee Titans. He's basically the captain of the defense and part of the heart and soul of that defense. He tore his ACL today in practice, so he's going to be out for the season, and that's a huge ding to a Titans team that was looking to make a deep playoff run. And, I mean, they have the talent on offense. They have the talent on defense, especially with him. They were going to be good. It's going to be kind of interesting to see how the Titans fill that void and if they can fill that void that he's going to leave. And then the NBA decided to make some big splashes today. Donovan Mitchell got traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for a couple good players. I, I mean, Danny Ainge, what he's been doing is fucking crazy in there in Utah. It's like the Celtics rebuild all over again. He's training away the best players, got all these picks. I really like the young core that he's putting together too there in Utah. A lot of a lot of young rookies coming in. Colin Sexton was part of the trade. He's a very good point guard. He was just out last year with some sort of knee injury or something, but he's very good. I like him as a player. So he could he could be part of bringing Utah back, kind of how Shea Gilders Alexander is doing that for the Thunder. But kind of interesting trade. Donovan Mitchell going to be paired with Darius Garland and quite a few big, 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 bigs up there in uh, Cleveland as well. Should be fun to see what they can do in a loaded Eastern Conference. So just uh, they'll have to be a team to look out for. I don't know if you guys are on TikTok, but if you're on TikTok, you know who Young Gravy is. He's singing about uh, milfs and shit and rapping or rapping about milfs and shit. And he was getting in a fight with Addison's Ray's dad or something. And so he took the mom to some red carpet event. I got to say, for a motherfucker that makes a song about milfs, you couldn't have found yourself a milf. Nothing against, well, yeah, I mean, it's against Addison Ray's mom, but I just didn't think she was cute. She looks like she might have needed to be going to the nursing home, in my personal opinion. Not the definition of an M-I-L-F. So, pretty fucked up, in my opinion. Serena Williams retired, if you're into tennis. This is the tennis portion of the show. So, that's crazy. U.S. Open, I believe, was her her last event. Yeah, I think. I don't know. Just something I saw. Thought I'd say about it. You know, shout out tennis. A college football playoff expansion is possible. Uh, the board members or whatever the they said, it's like, I can't even remember what I saw, but it was some stupid headline. There's a chance the playoff could be ex- expanding to 12 teams as early as 2024. I'm a big fan for expansion of the playoff. I think it's ridiculous there's only four teams. I hate every argument against it. They're all fucking stupid. I don't care to hear it. The playoff needs to be expanded. Point blank, period. End of story. Send in the mail. Look at whatever you gotta do. Get rid of it. <clears throat> and then also, if you haven't seen it, if you haven't been on the internet, Biden was doing like some press conference tonight, and it was like a red background. He fucking kind of looked like Hitler. It was kind of weird and kind of scary. But uh, yeah, like that old guy. Not to my Friday segment of one love, one hate. The thing I want to spotlight and love on today is college football. I am so fucking excited that college football is back. I have been, college football is probably my favorite sport. I've been a fan of college football even since I was like a five or six year old little kid. I've always loved it. I've always found it way more entertaining than NFL. I don't care that they're the best of the best. College football to me is just so much more entertaining. It's always fun, exciting. It feels like more teams always have a chance. I mean, I know everyone's going to say, well, what about Alabama, Ohio State? To me, college football always feels like it's wide open. Anything can happen. Crazy shit happens every year. You know, I just remember being a kid, always getting those football magazines. I got to start buying those again. I used to get, like, every single one. I'd beg and beg and beg every time I went to Walmart. But 
Shout out college football. I'm so happy it's back. Going to be down in NOLA with my wife this weekend watching LSU and Florida State kick off the season on Sunday night. That should be a fun one. I hope we kick the fucking shit out of the Seminoles. Fuck them. They've been talking a lot of shit on Twitter. It's been driving me nuts. Then the thing of the day that I want to hate on and rant about, it just let go of my frustrations. It's fantasy football TikTok, people. I don't give a shit that you think I should draft two running backs. I don't give a shit if you think I should draft Christian McCaffrey. I don't give a shit who the fuck you think I should fucking draft because you probably suck at your fucking fantasy football league. I'm sure you get last plays just like the rest of us. Don't act like you have some insightful knowledge because you don't. I'm drafting Josh Allen in the first round. I probably won't. I'm going to draft Josh Allen as early as I want because I like Josh Allen. I'm going to try to get George Kittle because I like George Kittle. I want to draft Joe Burrow because I like Joe Burrow. I'm not drafting no running backs and hoping your scheme works out. It's fucking so annoying. Every other TikTok I see, it don't do this. Oh, this wide receiver is overrated. Take this wide receiver who only gets targeted three times a game because he has a chance to pop off this year. No, fuck you, Lenny. I'm going with Jamar Chase, who I know is going to get at least 10 targets a game. For fuck's sakes, I'm so sick and tired of it, dude. It drives me nuts. These fucking bozos act like they know every little detail how to how to win fantasy football. When in reality, they don't even fucking know how to put their pants on. It's fucking so annoying. So today's main focus is just going to kind of highlight the, the top 10 games I see this weekend for the college football slate. And just where I'm where I'm putting my money at. You know where I'm going to be gambling it. I'll have the douchebag report out tomorrow with my, my five favorite ones, but just kind of break down, talk about what's going on with them, kind of see, just let you guys know where I'm going to put my money at, where I'm going to put my money at, where I put my mouth at, get it done. You know what I mean? First one is the, the big late night game, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Ohio State's ranked second in the nation. Notre Dame's fifth in the nation. Marcus Freeman, head coach Notre Dame, actually used to play at Ohio State. You know, I was wondering when I was kind of doing my show prep, I was like, I wonder – if he would do what Brian Kelly did, because Notre Dame fans were so pissed off when he left, because they've never been left for in their life. But if the Ohio State job came open, and Ohio State came calling with a bag to Marcus Freeman, there is no way in fuck he wouldn't take that job. It's his alma mater. Like, that's it. that's every coach's, like, holy grail, you know, unless they went to, like, a small D3 college or something. But I'm, I was curious about that. But what I'm looking forward to in this game is watching Ohio State's offense. They were... I think they are considered pretty much the best in almost damn every statistical category. So they should be popping off again this year. Notre Dame, I just I don't believe the hype still. They have Michael Mayer, solid tight end, solid weapon, but I don't even know who the quarterback is, so I don't even know who's gonna be throwing on the ball. But I'm probably I'm probably gonna take the points on this one, take the over. Um I just think the Ohio State's gonna put a lot of points. I think Notre Dame will probably score once or twice, keep it close, you know. Then the second one I want to talk about, the one that's most important in my in my heart, is the LSU Florida State one. I was kind of getting into it a little bit ago here. Florida State fans are just so annoying. They've been talking all this shit, and I don't know if you saw the the viral clip on Twitter of their offensive line trying to block the running back had to of last weekend. The running back had to like get five great tackles just to get a first because the offensive line fucked up that bad, and it just LSU's D line is not. I don't remember who they played, some FCS school. LSU's going to eat them up. We're going to fuck them up all day. I'm probably taking LSU outright. 
probably going to put the rent money on it just because the wife said I could, so why not? Third one I'm interested in, Cincinnati, Arkansas. Cincinnati coming off making the playoff last year. Arkansas, things are going up for them. You know, both programs kind of on the rise right now. I'm really curious to see if Fickle has really built himself a solid program here at Cincinnati. He's got Ben Bryant starting at quarterback. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. He, he was there for a couple of years, then he transferred to Eastern Michigan last year, started there, came back obviously this year. It's pretty good. Not average quarterback, I'd say. You know, nothing crazy, but just kind of curious to see if Fickle has built himself a really good program here at Cincinnati to replace all those big holes. I mean, they had the third most guys drafted last year. So it shows you that they were doing something right. So it'd be, it's going to be interesting to see if he's got momentum and got the program going the right direction or if it's just kind of a one-year, one one-hit one wonder. Jesus Christ. And for Arkansas, I'm excited to watch K.J. Jefferson, solid quarterback for them, very big big guy, kind of like Cam Newton, dual-threat quarterback. But you know, the interesting, interesting thing is going to be what are they going to do without Traylon Burks? I mean, he was a huge part of the passing game last year. A huge part of the team's overall success as is. They did bring in Jaden Hazelwood. He's a very good receiver as well. Transfers from Oklahoma. He can probably fill that void, but I don't think he can get it all himself. They're going to need a lot of other guys to step up. But I think I'm probably going to take the over on this one as well. I think it's going to be high scoring. It should be pretty good, in my opinion. <clears throat> Fourth one. Number seven, Utah Utes traveling down the fucking musty, dirty-ass swamp down there in Florida. I saw something earlier today. Utah is fucking horrible early on in the season and on the road. They just suck ass. Suck ass. Like, straight up sucking ass, sucking eggs out of a fucking chicken's asshole. That's how bad they are. But I don't think that's the case this year. Florida's very dangerous with Anthony Richardson. The swamp, it's a whole different environment. The weather, the noise, everything for Utah. I just have so much faith in, faith in this Utah team. I had them ranked fourth in my own top 25 ranks before the season started. I have a lot of faith in Cam Rising. I think he's going to put Utah in the position to win. They're going to come out at the end of the day on top. They're going to win in the swamp. Should be a very, very fun game, though. And next one here is the Georgia Bulldogs versus Oregon Ducks. Neutral site game, I believe it's in Atlanta. But very curious to see Dan Lanning as a head coach. If you're not familiar, he's Oregon's new head coach. Was the defensive coordinator last year for the Dogs. So to see him transfer over, see if that, see if he can uh, kind of give that new, give that Oregon team some life again. You know, maybe he even knows kind of what's up Georgia sleeves. The guys he's recruited. You know, he he knows a lot about that program. Bo Nix as well. He's a transfer quarterback came from Auburn. He had a very up and down career at Auburn. Very solid quarterback. He's played the dogs before. Dan Lanny knows him as well. You know, it's going to be a very good game. I mean, it's going to be very heavy on the point if what Georgia's defense is going to look like. I mean, they're the best in the nation last year, one of the best defensive units we've seen in years. Can they fill those holes? I mean, there's a lot of guys that went to the NFL off just that defense. So that's going to be very fun to see. I do think Georgia comes out on top. Probably going to take Georgia money line. Not taking any spread on this one because I'm, I, if anything, I'd probably take Oregon. And I think it's. Is it a 17.5 point spread right now? I think it is. I think it's 17.5. I honestly would think about taking Oregon plus 7.5, but I also I just I don't have enough faith in them as well. I think they can keep it close, but I also need to get their ass fucking kicked. So we'll see. Another one a lot of people are talking about is uh, North Carolina State versus Eastern Carolina. 
North Carolina State ranked 13th in the country. I had them third in my poll. I think they can make the playoff. There's a lot of talk about this game, though. Eastern Carolina has a very solid quarterback. I believe his name is Holton Anders. He's a he's got a big arm. He can sling it. You know, it's a, it's a new it's a road game for the Wolfpack. So they'll be interesting if they can handle a little bit of adversity. ECU is not not the easiest place to play. They do bring a little bit of energy. I think NC State wins though. Money line. I could see this one being close. You just never know. That first game of the season, you know. Next one I'm looking at is Clemson versus Georgia Tech. Clemson's ranked fourth in the nation right now. This one's going to be played on Monday night. I'm talking about it mostly for the fact because a seal at some zoo picked Georgia Tech to win the game. So I think something fucking weird's going to happen. You know, something like this always pops up every now and then. It always seems like something crazy happens. I honestly, I don't have a lot of faith in Clemson. I think they're overrated. I don't think they're the fourth best team in the country. So for me, I'm going to take Georgia Tech points. Hope they cover the spread. Might even fucking win it. You never know. Because Clemson's, I don't think Clemson's going to be that good. Losing both offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator off a down year for you, it could, couldn't be good. I don't think it's going to be good. Another one, North Carolina State, Appalachian State. North Carolina, they, sh- they looked really good offensively against FAMU last weekend. Drake May was slinging that shit all around. The defense didn't look very good, though. They were getting the ball kind of ran down their throats. App State's a good team. They've been a very good program for a long time. I mean, they, they were winning FCS championships, beating Michigan's dumbasses. Then they came up to the FBS, and they've still been pretty dominant. You know, they've been doing very well in the Sun Belt. I think they even won the Sun Belt Conference Championship last year, or they were in it. They've been very solid since they've been up at the F- FBS level. Very good team this year. If North Carolina can't score and they get shut down because App State does have a good defense, the defense is gonna have to, North Carolina's defense is going to have to step up, but I don't think they will. I do think North Carolina can win. I have a lot of faith in Drake May. The dude looks like he's going to be a very good college quarterback. Taking North Carolina money line on this one just because I I think North Carolina can pull it off. They're going to App State, though, so that's going to make it make it quite interesting. Another one I'm looking at here is uh, BYU-USF. BYU is ranked 25th in the country. Item 6 in my poll. I don't think they're the 6th best team in the country right now. I think by season's end they're going to be a top 5 team. They have a very solid schedule, very solid team. I think they're going to be there at the end, possibly even making the playoff. There's a very good chance they could sneak in. But uh, this is going to be a tough one for BYU going down to South Florida. It's hot. It's humid. Same thing I was talking about with the Utah-Florida game. And I saw a crazy stat today. USF is 5-0 and versus top 25 teams at home. I think that comes to an end. I have a lot of faith in BYU this year. I think they can get it done. Jaron Hall's their quarterback. Remember the name. Possible Zach Wilson type year for him. Same college. I know. Easy comparison. Da, 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 da. But I like him a lot. I like BYU a lot. I'm taking BYU. My line maybe even take BYU spread because I have that much faith in them. Last one is one in the big state of Texas. Two teams on the rise. The Houston Cougars ranked 24th in the country right now in the University of Texas San Antonio Roadrunners. Both teams had a really good year last year. Both teams have really high-powered offenses that have a lot of talent, a lot of playmakers, good arms at quarterback. Clayton Toon for Houston, and i drawn a blank right now. I don't know the guy's name for the Roadrunners. I know he's very good. I'm thinking I'm taking the over on this one. Should be a lot of high action, a lot of energy. Should be a good game to watch, and might even the Roadrunners might even upset the Cougars. That's how 
that's how dangerous it could be. Well, that's today's show. I appreciate you stopping by and giving it a listen. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and send it to send it to your mothers, your fathers, your grandparents. Tell them check me out. Also, don't forget to send it to those Jehovah's Witnesses or those Mormons when they come to your door. Be like, yo, I will follow your religion as long as you listen to my boy Riley Breakfield show. Give it a listen. Give it a follow. I appreciate your time. For now, your boy titties is out.